Hi, I'm Anthony Sparks, class of 2013, and you're watching Dingo Talk. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know. You want to know. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week, class of 2013, AJ, Spar AJ Anthony Sparks. Sorry about that, buddy. It's a hard habit to, to get rid of. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, thank you for joining us. Man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure sitting here and talking with you. It's been it's been too long. It's been a, it's been a very long time. Uh, but we're gonna do this the same way we do every week. First off, let's take you back twelve years, Farmington, uh, graduate of Uniontown High School. How do you end up finding Bethany? Well, uh, you're like you know any 17, 18 year old kid. You don't know what you want to do, and um, you kind of want to. In, in my situation, I, I just wanted to to leave home for a little bit, um, just experience some some new uh, new friends, new experiences, and just kind of kick off my uh, my tour of adulthood as best as I could. Um, and I got recruited to play baseball. You know, Coach Carver <clears throat> wanted me to come play baseball, and so I just said, "Yeah, sure, let's go go check it out." We took a tour. And um, it was just, it just felt right. You know, all the old buildings there, the, the gates, um, it just felt, felt very much at home. I don't know how to explain it. And I'm sure like every person on this, on this alumni tour can attest to that. It's like a, it's a, it's a very mysterious place. Um, and once you kind of get your eyes on it, you get, you get sucked in. And, and it's one of those things, if you know, um, you, you just, you know, it, feel, it feels good. Um, and I just kind of went in and plugged my nose and jumped off the cliff and landed in the water. And um, it was one of the things that I'm really glad that I, I, I did and I stuck to it and, and stayed there and just had a great time. I really did. Now, was there, were you looking at any other places or was Bethany kind of, when it, when you came here, it, it, it did what it does. It grabbed you. Yeah. I mean, there were some other places that we looked at but Bethany once I once I saw it you're right it, it did just kind of grab me and so you know going in um doing all the summer um prep whether that was for baseball or for school and mm -hmm. you know all that stuff and learning who your roommate is and everything once the once the semester started um it was awesome I mean I met, met some really awesome you know initially a really awesome baseball friends I mean uh, Kaz Kozlowski you know Jordan Alt Taylor Fortney ended up only being there for like a year or so, but, um, you know, you just kind of jumped in and it, it was awesome. I mean, just, uh, initially going to the classes and being on your own for the first time. Um, and, and so I, I came in undecided, uh, on purpose. I wanted to take as much in as possible because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I wanted to be as open-minded as possible, especially a liberal arts school like Bethany. And so I came in undecided and just took general classes and, um, you know, fell in love with writing um and so I became an English English major and then you know had freshman seminar with you with Dr. Libby we had sports broadcasting so became a calm minor and, and ended up switching them but um I, I think that that's one of the coolest things about my experience at Bethany is I came in open-minded and just said yes and, and just learned a lot and talked with a lot of professors and students and just kind of took in so much information so what led to the shift um, I realized I didn't want to be a starving, like a starving writer, <laughs> um, but also, 
but also, you know, Emmy Gamble was a big part of that. Um, we had that freshman seminar class and we would, we had to announce, you know, X amount of games in that semester. And I just really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, having, having, uh, a, a, I don't know, an outgoing personality, I'm mm. able to talk a lot about uh, things and filter through, you know, certain conversations and enjoy, well, obviously we enjoyed sports. And so it worked. And so Emmy came to me, I think my sophomore year when I was an English major and said, Hey, um, you're that, you're that one kid from, you know, Dr. Libby's class from last year. Um, you want to get paid to, to announce games? I was like, oh, yeah, beer money. Let's go, you know? Absolutely. And uh, ended up just working with her in the comm department. I was like, you know what? That's a pretty cool thing. And, and it's just, it just, it just felt right. I mean, I'm, I, I still write stories for a living, you know, mm-hmm. having this production business, I still write scripts, you know, still write. It's just in a, in a different format. So it just it all worked out. So let's, let's dive a little deeper into your calm experience. Uh, there are two things on campus currently that's still, that are still standing that you had a major role in, you, uh, Big Jimmy, Skip, and Mr. Dumas. Uh, there was a summer where I believe you built the TV station and the mobile uh, trailer unit for the live broadcast. What, what was that like? What was that process like? And did that really kind of go into what you do now which is where that love kind of flourished man that was a that was a lot of fun that those last you know 18 months and two years of bethany and that was a big part of my career there and and i still use that knowledge you know i still understand what cables go where why it's important to be organized you know we have live streaming equipment here and we we serve clients that need live streaming done and we mm-hmm. still do it to this day so it's it's one of these things i learned 10 years ago 12 years ago and we still use and, and i feel like um because of mr dumas's mentorship i'm able to you know then share my experiences with him you know to to, to my crew um, and the people that surround me and so it's almost yeah we learn a lot about cables and w- what things need to go where but also the the leadership and mm-hmm. the knowledge you know i would just sit in mr dumas's office and be like just asking questions about whatever else, or just kind of listen. Um, so yeah, some of those things, you know, the trailer and the studio. So the studio itself, I know we were doing a lot of the, the, the live news casting my junior year. Um, so we built, um, there was a company that came in and put the lights and we did not do that. There was a professional company who did that. But everything else that we did, running cables, uh, making the green screen, um, mm-hmm. it was just a really fun experience. Um, it's something that I'll, I'll, I'll always remember, um, but also kids still use it to this day. So it's very gratifying to know that the time that we took, the late nights, we would, we would you know, sneak in some six packs of beer you know, at night and, and, and just start testing things out on the, on the mm-hmm. live cat or the, and the, the TriCaster. Or we would try and say, hey, what if we took this here and did this over here? And we would run replay or try this and do this. And so it was just, it, I think it helped put the foundation of, of work ethic. And then when you become an adult, you kind of use that same, the same tactics and say, until it's finished the way it needs to be finished, we're going to keep working and doing it. Um, but the trailer itself, man, that was a labor of love. That was a labor of love. I really enjoyed it. Um, and just working through all the graphics and all the cables and all the tests. Um, it's just really cool. Every time I come back on campus, I look at, I make sure I find where that trailer is just to get a quick <laughs> glance at it before I leave. Um, 
that summer also kind of was a, a big deal because you were part of the crew that went over and worked Jambo. Uh, what was that experience like? Because that's a big time, that's a professional big time yeah. deal. So I'll tell you a story. Um, right this, this spring going into that summer, I nailed an internship with, uh, I believe it was Ch Channel 11. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a free, you know, unpaid internship. And um, I had to, actually, I tell you what, that was the summer before. Cut that out if you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. It's been 10 years. Um, I'll just jump right back in. Um, but that internship with those two guys was incredible because one, yes, it's, it's the, the, probably the most professional and high intensity internship that, that I, I had other than Pikewood Creative here in Morgantown. Um, but that was as real as it gets. Mm -hmm. And we stuck in there like we've been doing it for five years. And our bosses, Luke and, and um, oh shoot, what was, Luke and Levi Nelson were our boss and they're brothers. And I mean, we got to freaking be right in front of Rascal Flats and Jason Aldean and Darius, I think no, Darius Rucker wasn't there. Uh, Neil McCoy was there. Toby Keith was there one summer. We did it in two summers. And it was just the most incredible thing. And it, it made me realize, I don't know what the other two, made me realize I can do this for a living. Mm -hmm. Like I can be a professional creative. If you work hard and you do the right thing and you know how to edit, and you want to be a go-getter. I mean, that was like, this is as real as it gets. I mean, these people are celebrities. It's, yeah. I mean, the biggest freaking country music stars. And you're right there creating stuff and being right there. And so our days, we would start at 9 a.m. At, at the, at the uh, video trailer. And we would work until about three or four. And then um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the concerts would start. Sundays, it started earlier, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the concerts would start at four o'clock and the headliner would come on at nine o'clock. So by the time we got done with work, mm -hmm. we had all access passes. We would just go in there and just have fun and yes. see everything. And then you'd see the big jumbotron. And then between each show, you'd see our, our slideshows. We'd see, you'd see our scripted videos. You'd see all these interviews that we do. And we're like, yo, that's us. That's our, that's our, that's our you know, it's our video. Like, it was so cool. And um, it was as real as it gets. It was as real as it gets. Um, and we still keep in touch, or at least I do, still keep in touch with Luke and Levi, um, mm -hmm. just kind of seeing what they're up to. Uh, unfortunately, Jim Brady and Hills, it, it, you know, they don't, they don't have it anymore. But, man, it was the – I still talk about it. It was really a time. Did. It, it was. was time. And, that, and that's, what, that's what kicked off everything for me. It really did. Like, yeah, you know, doing some of the stuff at Bethany. But, you know, when you go outside of campus and outside of school and you use those connections or at least the connections that Bethany helped you and mm -hmm. then you get to do it for real, like on your own with your buddies, it's just, it's just cool. It was, it was amazing. And that's what really jumpstarted everything, at least for me. So moving, moving away from academics. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, let's dive into social life for the people that don't know what the two thousand or the, I guess the two thousand and tens to social life was like. What was social life like for you? Fraternities, bubbas, what was your thing? Boy, I was involved with everything. You know, like being a social butterfly. <laughs> you know, I was at. You know, I wasn't in any fraternities. Um, I I was on the baseball team for about a year and a half. But then after that, when I when I stopped playing baseball, it was all it was all work. It was all mm -hmm. communications. Um, but you know, outside of the the classes and uh, the the live streams we would do, uh, you know, 
I remember seeing you at every freaking party there was, you know, everything from Bubba's to Sigma Nu to up on Greek Hill. Um, I would just try, I would just try and be involved with everything. You know, I would even go to some of the, the, the art shows up in, mm-hmm. was it Renner too? Yep. You know, just try, I, I, I just remember just trying to stop in, even if it was for 15 minutes, hey, what's going on here? Um, I just remember being on every part of that campus as much as I could. What would you say your favorite live stream that you got to do at Bethany was? Mm. Yeah, I had to throw one at you. I throw a tough one at you. Man, all the football, really, all the football games, because it was such a big deal. Not that it was a bigger deal than the basketball games or everything else, but you had one day a week, and you only had like four or five a year. And so it was all hands on deck. Um, that trailer was full. We would get there early. I remember, um, I think there would be three cameras, two announcers, five in the truck. So you're almost looking at like 10 people. Mm-hmm. And it was just, we did it as well as anybody in the conference. When, when, when I was there, when, when Jimmy was there, when Skip was there, like I remember it was, it was no joke. <clears throat> we, were, we were, we were running replay. I mean, I just remember hearing Jimmy in my ear, hey, we're, we're running replay on, on that last thing. And we would start talking about it. Me and Kelvin start talking about it. And boom, the replay's there. Uh, and I remember even, <clears throat> and Dave Sims gave me this, this tidbit when, when he came to visit. I think he was doing the Ravens Steelers Monday night game one time. And he came down to visit. And um, he was like, you know, go down, like get there early. Go down and talk to some of the coaches. And so I started doing that. I'd get there about an hour and a half, probably two hours early. Mm-hmm. And I would go down to talk to some of the, the, the coaches, like Coach Lee. He was a, he's actually from, from my hometown. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, co- hey, coach, you know, what's going on? Like, what kind of defense are you running? Just asking these simple questions. And then you say that on the broadcast. And you hear, you know, you hear, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and those guys talk about, hey, I was just talking to Coach whatever, talking about, you know, how they're going to match up here. It just, it just added to the little things really added to the big things. And I just, I just really, really enjoyed the football games. It was, it was so loud and gr- like that, those teams, those, those last three, four years were so damn good too. Like they putting really up were. ridiculous points. Yeah. So it, it made our job much more, you know, much more involved. Mm-hmm. So last question before we go to break, uh, there's, there's the staple that was across the street that is no more. And then there is the store in town, the only store in town, Chamber General Store. Any stories you'd like to share about Harry or, or Chamber General Store? And what was your lunch? What was your, when you went in, what was your regular? Oh, I, honestly, I don't remember. I would just go to the back and be like, Harry, hook me up. And, and most of the time, I didn't know what, what I was eating until I was biting into it. I mean, it was like, you know, why, why wouldn't I trust him? They've been around for like a hundred years. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, just kind of thinking about that store you can you know just the walking in like in your mind you, you're walking in you can hear the bell ringing you can hear the creak of the floor you know and just the smell and the aroma I don't know I just really miss that I really miss walking in there um this the place is just a one of a kind but Harry always hooked me up I don't know what I was eating but it was good <laughs> it's the Harry special that's that's what we Harry special that. yeah Harry special whatever he feels like giving you that day yeah, that's, and I was totally fine with that. Well, I think that's a good place for to take a break. Send it to Harry Chambers, the Chambers General Store, because if they don't have it, if they don't have it, you don't need it. Um, and that's factual. I mean, you you know for a fact when you walk in there, there's you get your lunch meat or you get whatever sandwich you're getting. And right above is the saws and the hammers and everything else. Um, they also have two T-shirts. There's the Chambers General Store. If they don't have it, you don't need it. T-shirt. 
and the Shroom Capital of the World shirts. Uh, you can get a daily lunch special, soups for the next couple of weeks until Harry decides he doesn't want to make them anymore. Um, you can get a dollar sandwich and all through Lent is on Friday. The It's Fish Friday every Friday for the duration of Lent. This is Anthony Sparks, class of 2013. I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is, Ding this is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour, and we will be right back. You're watching another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded deep in the hidden lair in Bethany, West Virginia, where when you visit, make sure you stop by Chambers General Store. Grab one of our hot breakfast sandwiches made fresh all day. Don't forget the biscuits and gravy or one of the daily lunch specials. And if none of that trips your trigger, cold cut sub sandwiches and wraps made fresh all day to your order. Hey, and don't be the only alumni on the block that doesn't have the Chambers, if you, we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirt or the latest edition of the Bethany West Virginia shroom capital of the world in the psychedelic green. Hey, now back to you, Carlo. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino, Anthony Sparks, class of 2013. Uh, we left off, we talked about his time at Bethany. Now we're going to talk about that damn test that connects all of us with the blue books and the people that judge you for an hour and then love you for the rest of your life. Anthony, how did comps go for you? Terribly. <laughs> Honestly, it, it was not good. I mean, I'll, I, I think I've only talked about it twice since it's happened. Um, but, you know, you kind of get into this, oh, you're taking this big test. And then I think I did okay. I think Emmy told me I did okay on the, on the written part. And she goes, okay, you need to score X just to pass. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll just do yeah. that. So I, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't the best studier. And plus, you know, the first two days of dead week, I just drank, you know, excessively and was like, oh yeah, I'll just study, you know, study later. Well, um, that came back to haunt me because who was on my comps? Emmy, Dr. Smith, and Dr. Janicek were all on my on my comps. And um, those are some pretty heavy hitters. And they hit yeah. me hard. They hit me hard. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you in that they asked me the difference between qualitative and quantitative data. And I was like, I don't know. Like I just was like so in my own head. And um <clears throat> I I there were some talks that, that I was going to fail at uh, of, of the orals. And just because I was in my own head, I just mm -hmm. was so nervous. Um, I remember me and Skip had a beer beforehand. He it drove me to my comps. Me and Skip had a beer. Um, I was like, dude, I need to like relax. You need something. Um, Take the jitters yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> um, but I, I ended up passing like literally by the lowest grade possible. Um, but I think that was a good representation for the next few years. Like I had a string of failures, right? I, I had a string of reality really hitting me in the face very hard. Um, and it was a really good learning lesson. I mean, it hit my ego very hard mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you kind of go into high school and you're this and you're this athlete and you're, you're whatever else. I'm going to do good things. And then the last few years at Bethany is, you know, building a TV station and doing radio and kind of building this you know, student resume into adulthood. And then, you know, life just punching you in the face very hard uh, and quickly. And you got to get up and be like, okay, keep going. You know, and, and a few years later, I ended up getting fired from my first job 
and starting mm-hmm. this business with like literally like 600 bucks to my name. And so I think that was a really good um, simile um, metaphor to saying, if you don't figure this stuff out, um, you're going to continue to fail. And so I think there's a, I heard a, a podcast that I listened to, they have a, a failure resume. It's mm-hmm. even better. It should be even better than your actual resume of your accomplishments. So looking at your failure resume and using that to your advantage and say, okay, these are the things I failed at. That's what I should be focusing on rather than all of my achievements. Well, so let's dive into that after. So comp sends you passed clearly. Um, what, what is the first step out of Bethany? So, um, I was earlier, I tried to bring this up and I got my years mixed up. So when I was the summer going out of Bethany, I had an internship with Channel 11, unpaid, whatever. And I was going to start at whatever day. And then I get an internship. I get, I'm on a 10 day shoot with Pikewood Creative here here in Morgantown. And it's paid, which uh, take any money at that point. And it was starting the same, they were going on this 10 day shoot um, around the state of West Virginia, um, the same week I'm supposed to start at Channel 11. So I tell Channel 11, sorry, I can't start until a week later. My bad, um, because this one is a really good opportunity. And two, it's paid. And three, I think there was more um, of a futuristic investment to Pikewood Creative being in Morgantown, having the connect two connections that work at Pikewood from Bethany, you know, I, I just, you know, risk risk management at that yeah. point, it's going through my mind. So um, I, I do that and I did, a, you know, apparently an okay job, did more than an okay job. They offered me a, a part-time job at Metro News, which is within the umbrella of West Virginia Radio, who also is under, you know, Pikewood Creative is under that umbrella as well. Mm-hmm. It's the largest multimedia company in West Virginia. And so, you know, I start there and right when school started at WVU. So last week of August, a few months later, and again, just kind of jumped in with both feet and, um, you know, listened to everything and, and, and asked the right questions and, um, you know, ended up having Hoppy Kirchival and Tony Caridi and Dan Lohman kind of is my mentors there, which is the cream of the crop when it comes to media in West Virginia. And so that's, that, those were my mentors at 21, yeah. 22 years old, you know, and I, it was like, okay, Hoppy, what else do you need? Okay. I'm going to stay late and finish this thing up for you. And like everything that I could do mm-hmm. to learn and, and maybe not impress them, but just let them know, uh, you know, I'm a hard worker and I want to learn and I'm hungry. Um, and lo and behold, I, something happened at work, someone stole some, some equipment out of my car and I get fired at 22. Um, and I didn't tell anybody because I'm embarrassed. You know, why wouldn't I be? If for, you know, you're this, you know, you're supposed to be this, <clears throat> you know, whatever student out of Bethany and you freaking fail. Not only you care about your ego and your career, but also you let a lot of people down that, that, that had your back. And so it's kind of how this business started. Um, mm-hmm. Again, look, looking at that failure resume, how can I get better? I can't get any worse at this point. Um, how can how can I take this situation and, and, and make it a good one? Um, and so here we are, eight years, seven, eight years later, <clears throat> having this business. And um, I still think about that. Like it still motivates, still motivates me every day to to um, get better and do and do good for our clients and you know really improve. Is not only um, a community man, not not only a business. Uh, person but a community member how can I make my community better 
Well, so you said earlier that, you know, you started the company with $600, about $600 in your pocket. You, you talked through that segment there about the risk management and, and, and evaluating what the risk was. So you get fired and then decide to turn that failure into a business. What well, was... Well, yes and no. Like, I, I didn't say, yeah, I'm fired. Let's go. Through business. Yeah, I mean, there were there were some weeks of of crying and and, and um, you know looking in the mirror and be like, what are we gonna do? Well, that was what I was leading up to. Is what was the what was the switch that you said you you know picked yourself up, dust yourself off, and go, wait a minute, I can do this. Let's jump in again, both feet. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I guess this is another part of the the journey, right? Like. Three weeks before I got fired, I, I got an apartment, a Sunday year lease in Morgantown. So the really the, the the main motivation was how can I pay my bills? Like how can I how can I make ends meet? It's not like I didn't I had a couple other I had a part time job, but it was in a pizza shop, you know, two days a week just because I had to make some money, some consistent money. Yeah. Um. But it, it but it was just I just just did it. I, I, I was seeing what other people were doing and, and I knew I had the work ethic to do it. I mean, I, I borrowed, I borrowed a, my uncle's camera for eight months and I just was like, dude, I need this more than you need it. You know, I, 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 just, I had one, one camera and one lens and just went and just kind of bought things that I thought that I needed. I mean, there was a lot of, <clears throat> there was a lot of thinking going on. There was a lot of yeah, I'm wasting time or, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, but I had to keep my eye on the prize, which was, I can do this. I mean, I see people doing this. Why, 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 why can't I? And so little by little, and I shot a friend's wedding a few months after I got fired and um, I did it for like 500 bucks cash, five, 600 bucks cash. It was like a million dollars at that point. And uh, because of that, I've never shot a wedding before. And because of that, I think we booked like 11 or 12 the next year and it was just me and so um I was like okay well I guess we'll figure it out no one was really doing it so I think there was good timing um with with not a lot of saturation in the market but also I just needed to do something I needed to make some money and that's kind of it, it got me here I don't know really how I, I did it I just did it I, it's just it's weird there was no business plan like it's not like you know, I sat, you know, it's not like the Zuckerberg story or the Elon Musk story where they're sitting in their shitty garage or whatever else. And there's dry erase business plans. I just was like, yeah, sure. I'll shoot this video for you for free. You got 50 bucks. I, sh- I can shoot it for you. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's really what it was. There wasn't like this glorious story. It was like, uh, I just do shit and figure it out. Well, so let's, let's fast forward to today. You now have, you have now turned this into, you have your first brick and mortar you're you're in a you're, you have an office you have what what is your day-to-day like what's the day-to-day like for you um yeah so we moved in here in about september um so there, there's myself there's jeff who's behind me wave jeff and then we have we have an intern his name is seth nardo and so for us um think of us as a creative solution company right like can what what how can we make <clears throat> how can we get your business noticed? How can we get your business organization noticed? Um, So we do everything from video production to, to, you know, photography um, to real estate. So if you have, if you need a TV commercial done, we got you. If you need a video, uh, a promotional video done, we got you. You need headshots for your business, we got you. So um, we want to make sure that 
we are the your creative solution. Um, so if you need a website done, you can still call us. We're not going to do the website. I'll point you in the direction of, of some folks who do some websites, right? And so <clears throat> that's just us. Uh, we do, I mean, the big mantra for us is that everybody has a story, whether you like it or not. You got to this point or your business got to this point because of a reason. And it's our, it's our um, objective to find that reason and find your vision through a series of discovery meetings to say, okay, this is what people want. This is what people want to hear about your business, right? You know, and we were in a podcast a few months ago with friends of ours, and we talked about the difference between needs and wants, um, especially in a business. And so when we can find and identify what a business needs, um, I think that's when the, where the real discovery happens. Um, you know, you, you business can want something all day, but they don't pay their bills or their consumers pay their bills. So we need to tap into those consumers and figure out what exactly they want to see, they want to hear and why they should really care about using your services. So that's like, when you dive into it, that's what we do. Wow. So you, you're, you're the, you're Mr. Fix-It then. Well, not, or not well, Mr. Yeah. Fix-It, but Mr. Before you need Mr. Fix-It, it's the, how to get people recognizing you and seeing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, you know, I, I want, psychologically, I want to say, okay, we have a real problem here. Well, let's call Sparks, right? Whether we, whether we are, do the work or we quarterback it to, to somebody else, mm -hmm. um, we just see, we just see a, a, a real need for creative help. You know, there's, there's, two, thing, there's two things that we do in life. Um, we breathe and we consume content. Those are the top two things that we do every day. We breathe and we consume content, whether that's through social media, billboards, magazines, you know, you name it, right? We yes. see things all the time. So it's our job to help small to medium-sized businesses. That's really our bread and butter because we want them, they have services just as good as corporate level or large businesses. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to do is help the small to medium-sized businesses have a chance, have a chance. Well, we still love the corporate level. Don't, 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 you know, we don't discriminate. Yeah. But that's what we want to do. We want to help our community become better, small, medium-sized businesses. So we've come to the last three <laughs> questions. And I say three because, uh, one, you were a Division three athlete. So the first question would be, if you're talking- I was subpar. I was subpar. <laughs> I was subpar as well. We still get to call ourselves Division three athletes. We did it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you're talking to a senior in high school and they want to play sports, why division three? Hmm. Um, I think that's really the, the level of student athlete. You still need to be a student first. And so what I would recommend is you might not play all four years mm -hmm. and that's fine. You know, use your sports and use your talents to, Use it as a vehicle to learn, whether that's you continue to play for four years or you find your passion somewhere else, whether that's becoming a school teacher, a radio DJ, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Use your sports, use the thing that you've been doing and doing it well for the last 10 or 12 years or whatever, however long you've been playing the sport, use it as a vehicle to become a better person, to become a better student, to become, to become a better adult. So I think um, a lot of kids come into D3 saying, I want to be a football player. I want to be a swimmer or whatever else. And they don't, they don't swim all four years. They mm -hmm. do it for a couple of years and then they 
fall in love with whatever else that they want to do or maybe time or whatever else, but use that, use that as a vehicle to somewhere else, more productive. I think that would be my, my, my advice. All right. Why Bethany? If you're recruiting, same question, you're recruiting a senior in high school or not recruiting, but you senior in high school comes to you for advice. Why Bethany? Why should that student come to Bethany College? Like we said earlier, man, like it's just such a mysterious place. Um, it really is. I appreciate it more now that I'm not there anymore. I've learned more about Bethany since I've graduated, you know, when I was there. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a, it's a special thing that it's, it's a unique place that you'll never forget. Um, and it teaches, it still teaches you today, right? Like the, the whole foundation of why Alexander Campbell created the college is to isolate yourself. Like he was a, an, um, oh shoot, he was in the, in the enlightenment period. So the same thinking of Thoreau and Emerson, right? Like mm -hmm. isolate yourself away from the world to become a better human being, to become a better self, right? Um, and to push yourself through a series of events and meeting new people and new experiences. And so to this day, I mean, you just, I just, I thoroughly um, appreciate going there and, and having those, you know, pillars of knowledge and the, the morals that I, maybe I didn't learn there, but it just kind of like lingered like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's like when your dad yells at you and like three years later you go, oh shit. That I, makes I sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So there's things that still linger from when I went to school there. It's like, man, I really wish I would have spent more time here or that makes perfect sense. So mm -hmm. it's just, um, you know, and he wanted, he wanted you to be a life, lifelong learner rather than just getting a degree and continuing with whatever you thought was important. I think being a lifelong learner is, is, is one of the most important things that you can do as a human being um, and as a community member. So um, that would just be my thing. My, my initial pitch would be like, hey, Bethany College, that's the, that's the, the uh, what is it? The longest private education, the oldest private education in West Virginia. It was here when Virginia was still. It predates the state. <clears throat> yeah, so that would be in my initial pitch. Like they must be doing something, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that's a good spot for us to, we'll call it a day. One more, or for the first time, because I don't think I actually asked it the, when we were talking about it. What is the name of your company? Oh, yeah, it's Sparks <laughs> Productions. Very simple. Very simple. So, and you can find Anthony at Sparks Productions. Yeah, so website is sparksproductionswv.com. Um, you know, we're on Facebook. Um, I don't know the actual URL, but if you type in Sparks Productions and you see a big, bright yellow logo, that's us. Well, Anthony Sparks class of 2013, thank you for joining us. I am Carlo Guadagnino. This has been the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. You guys can catch us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we're on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Everything is Dingo Talk, except for on Instagram, you have to type in an underscore between Dingo and Talk because somebody already had the handle. Uh, so find us, listen to us. We're here every Thursday. Anthony, thank you. It's great to see you, buddy. <laughs> and we will see you next week, Chuckleheads. Now, you wanna know